What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 1083 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen in on a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you, and today we're talking with Brent from Margarita, Texas. Yes, Margarita, like the drink, and also the host of the Tequila Tester podcast. So this is an adult show, not because we're saying bad words or talk about explicit things, but hey, just so you know, we're talking about tequila and margaritas. But also we're talking about the fact that Brent has his primary brand at Margarita Texas, but he also has this podcast, which is sort of like a separate platform, but it's similar. The main brand is promoted on that uh, on that po- podcast and his main goal is to bring everything there. But it's a little bit confusing and, and there are people who are finding his podcast elsewhere who aren't really sure or even understand that there's this other brand. How do, they, how do we connect them together? Well, that's what we're gonna talk about today. Also, Brent gives us some insight on really quickly at the beginning here, his incredible journey of how he actually was able to build a very successful brand here and is actually creating his own products now as a result of some recipes that were were posted online a while back. So really great story here, but let's just dive right in. Here is Brent from Margarita, Texas. Here we go. Hey, Brent, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for being here today. No, thank you. I'm really excited to get to know you and help you out. And why don't you just tell us really quick a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Brent Paul. I own a company called Margarita, Texas, and a little bit about the backstory. So in 2006, my wife and I started a blog called margaritatexas.com, where we would rate and review restaurant margaritas. So we added a recipe page and we started getting tons of page views, you know, hundreds of thousands actually. And so that eventually turned us into entering some margarita competitions throughout the state of Texas. And we started winning them and we weren't really monetizing the page at the time. So we sat down and we thought of some ideas that weren't ads. For some reason, we were kind of turned off by you know, just putting ads on our page, redirecting to other pages. So we ended up, my wife came up and said, hey, let's create our own margarita mix. So we worked with a company in San Antonio for about, uh, it's probably two years. And then we came out with our Margarita Texas mix. It's a non-alcoholic cocktail mixer. And then we used that to win some competitions and we were selling our product online. And we were eventually in some grocery stores as well in Texas. Since then, we added a strawberry flavor, a lime flavor, and a salt a lime-infused salt rimmer. That eventually turned us into working with some partners, and we created a festival called the Texas Tequila Margarita Festival. It was held in Galveston, which is just outside of Houston, and we had probably 8,000-plus people attend for two years in a row. And then after that, now our latest adventure is uh, we created a podcast called The Tequila Tester, and we're teaching people about tequila through interviewing industry experts. And then that kind of leads me up to where I reached out to you uh, on this episode of Ask Pat. Dude, that is an epic story. Congrats to you and your wife and all the success there with that. Like, how does it feel to just, you know, throw something up one day and all of a sudden it's turning into this huge thing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. It it basically is a hobby that spun out of control. <laughs> that's that's how I can only I can only think of now, it that, is that way. A good out of control or a bad out of control? It's it's an awesome out of control. We actually just got back on Monday from a trip to Mexico, where we went to a bunch of distilleries and we got to interview some amazing owners of distilleries. So, I, I from creating a website to going to Mexico and meeting you know industry experts, it's it's just been incredible. Wow. Well, I mean, this is a great example of niching down and you know owning that niche and and understanding it fully and creating something amazing out of it. So, congrats to you on that. One more time, what's the podcast name in case anybody's curious about that? 
It's called the Tequila Tester, and you can go to tequilatester.com, or it's on Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can consume media. We have all the videos online on YouTube as well. That's cool. And just a little disclaimer, if you're under 21, probably not the best idea to go there at this moment in time. But anyway, <laughs> cool, man. Dude, that, that's, that's awesome. So tell me, uh, tell me what's going on. I mean, you reached out for a particular reason. Uh, how can I help you? Yeah. So my question is, so we started the podcast with the initial goal to promote our company, Margarita Texas. So we already had a following. You know, I, I think right now we have close to 17,000 Instagram followers. We have a mailing list around 5,000 Facebook followers, Twitter followers. And so it made at least sense at the beginning to start promoting it with that audience. But my questions were around how we should brand it overall and tie it into the business. So we question whether to put everything under the Margarita Texas brand website and social media, or should we put it under its own site and social media and then have ads or links posting back to Margarita Texas. And I know you do that with AskPat, or you, you go to askpat.com, it redirects to smart passive income. But I feel my audience and your audience may be at different stages. So it may not it may work for you, but not for us. So right now at the moment, we redirect tequilatester.com to margaritatexas.com slash tequila tester. But we did acquire all of the social media accounts for tequila tester, but we don't really post under them right now. And one of the issues that we've seen, so we had zero followers on Facebook, you know, while we had you know, tons of them on our, under our Margarita Texas brand. Somebody, our first follower to Tequila Tester Facebook, and they probably just searched for us, but they signed up and they saw we had zero audience. And they said, man, your podcast is really good. You should have a bigger following. But we do have a bigger following over at Margarita Texas. So it kind of made the perception that maybe we're actually smaller than we are. So that's why I reached out to you to see what maybe your ideas are, how we should actually brand it. Should we just keep posting under Margarita, Texas, since our goal was to actually promote Margarita, Texas? Or should we start separating it out to Tequila Tester or just duplicate the content? So that, that's where we are right now. Sure. OK, so let's let, let me ask you some questions about the goal a little bit more. You talked about it a little bit. You started this podcast to help grow the Texas Margarita brand or the Margarita, Texas brand, excuse me. But has those goals changed at all? based on the life of the podcast so far where you see things are going and can you imagine it being something separate and, and would you want it to go there or what, like ultimately what do you want to happen? Yeah, so I, I ultimately because we're actually selling stuff through Margarita Texas and not through the tequila tester, you know, I, I could see it maybe where we sell ads on our podcast, maybe a tequila company or some related brands like that. But ultimately, I do want to promote our our main brand. But in my head, I do kind of see them separating a little bit, just how things are going. But I mean, in the end, I do want it to promote Margarita, Texas. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And so what I would recommend, so first of all, that was just a, a one-off example that you gave of a potential issue, which is people finding the podcast on, on Facebook, for example, and then realizing, hey, there's nobody here, what's going on? And if that's the first impression people have, then they wouldn't know about the other brand and it could sort of not work for you like you'd, be, like you'd want it to, like you said. Um, so here's a couple things I would make sure to do. The podcast itself you want to make sure, and I don't know if you do this already, I haven't listened to the show yet, but are you mentioning Margarita Texas, your bigger brand, on your tequila podcast? Yes, that's the sponsor of the show. That's the sponsor of the show. Is it just at the end of the podcast or, the, or at the beginning, or how often do you, do you mention it? Is it in every episode? It is in every, every episode. I try to do it kind of organically. At the beginning, it was at the end of the episode, but I know on um, iTunes, you can kind of track where your listeners are kind of falling off. 
and I noticed they fall off once we say goodbye to our guest. And then that's when we were doing the ad. So then I started kind of putting it at the beginning so more people could hear it. Yeah. That's good. I mean, ultimately what we want to happen is a person finds, for example, the Tequila Podcast, which sounds very interesting. I love that you're kind of getting into interviews with industry leaders and, and distillers and, and those kinds of things. People are gonna be really interested in just those and they need to know that this other brand exists because more often than not, they're not gonna go to Facebook. They're not gonna go to social media to, to sort of learn more. They're gonna go, you know, listen to the podcast and digest that and then go wherever you tell them to go. So you're not telling them to go from the Tequila Podcast to Facebook, right? No, no, no. Yeah, we're, we're telling him to go directly to margaritatexas.com. And we also offer in the ad promotion that I do, we offer um, a 10% discount with a, a, sp a specific coupon code. So we know when we're driving people from the podcast to margaritatexas.com. Okay, great. Great work. So this is all working perfectly so far. So our job now is to simply just capture people in a way where if they happen to initially come across one of these social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and you have those handles, which is great. Maybe people find them through search, like you said. You wanna have a latest post or something on there that basically is an announcement that says, hey, thank you for finding us here. Our main page that you wanna visit right now is this one instead, go here. Yeah, because on our Instagram for Tequila Tester, we have zero post. So on Facebook, we've been kind of duplicating the content that we were posting on Margarita Texas. So it at least if somebody came to Facebook, they would say, oh, here's something, you know, there's actual content. But like I said, on our Instagram page, we have, if there's no post at all, we've been posting 100% on Margarita Texas. Yeah, I mean, I would even say, and this is very common because I see a lot of people who do brand changes and they do the same thing or they have different names or nicknames and they get all the handles and they just all drive to one. But they have something on there so that if, if a person finds it or happens to stumble across it, they can be redirected, not automatically, but just go, oh, okay, there's a post here that says, hey, go to the, go to the main page at Margaret of Texas. And then they can just click over from there in the bio or in, in that first post that they find. Yeah, I think there's a link to it. So so you're saying maybe put one post, one single post that has something and then that says, hey, you know, go to Margarita Texas Instagram. Correct. And the, and the purpose of this is is because you want all things feeding there and you want to reduce the amount of sort of extra work that you don't need to do. Just having that having that done once to capture any sort of, you know, outsiders who, who come in the back door, if you will, they'll just be driven to the main site. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think, and this is only from the limited research I've done. I think most of the people that find us find us through search on Spotify. So they, they don't know about the main brand yet. So the main brand should live in the podcast audio itself, which it is already, which is good. It should also be mentioned in the description as well. If you haven't done that already, that's going to do some nice work for you for SEO purposes as well, because then when people search and find that podcast, your other one will show up as a, as a sort of related show, even in search, which is really nice. So make sure that happens. And in addition to that, hopefully they are both sort of hosted by the same person. Is that, uh, is that true? Where one person, so if I go to Apple Podcasts and I, and I find the podcast, either one, and I click on the host name, would it then display the other podcast that you have? Yeah. Are you talking about, so if you went to Spotify, it shows the author as it says Margarita Texas. That's what it says right now. Okay. Yeah. And, and is that the case for the tequila brand as well? Yeah. Oh yeah. So we only have the tequila tester podcast, but it's, it's trying to 
live under the Margarita Texas brand, I guess is how you would put it. Yeah. So you're right. So if you go to Spotify, you will see the author of the Tequila Tester podcast is Margarita Texas. And then in the description, I I think for the most part, I've put in a link back to Margarita Texas. Got it. As okay. Well, as well as whoever we're interviewing so that their website would go there as well. Awesome. Okay. I see it here in the description. I see it here as the host. Sorry, I was a little confused. I thought there was a podcast for both Margarita Texas and the Tequila Tester, but there's just the podcast for the Tequila Tester, right? One thing that could happen is you could um, include some branding from Margarita Texas somewhere on the cover art of the Tequila Tester as well. I see this a lot in, in podcast networks where there's a lot of podcasts under one name or one brand where like, for example, Dave Ramsey's podcasts, right? He always has that, like an R, which is kind of yellow with a blue R in it. And that lives on his podcast that lives on his daughter's podcast, The Rachel Cruz Show, and a few others. And it just connects the brand. And even though you don't have another podcast for Margarita Texas, what it would do is it would, it would connect, even in a sort of subconscious way, you know, the, that podcast in particular to your website and brand at Margarita Texas. And then of course, when people see it and go to it from Margarita Texas, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you said that the podcast is hosted on Margarita Texas and it's just a, a you know, slash uh, the tequila tester, right? On, on that website. Right. Guess what? I also use the smart podcast player too. Sweet, dude. Thank you. A little plug for your, your app. <laughs> thank, you, thank, <laughs> thank you for that. No, this all sounds really good. I think you are on the right path here. And I think that we were just sort of using these other extremities, the Facebook page, the, do you have a Facebook group or is it a Facebook page? Uh, just a Facebook page. Facebook page. Okay. So that's even less worrisome because a Facebook group is where people that go and they expect to communicate and they expect to see a community there. A, a Facebook page less so is worrisome to have less people because a page is just a, a page and they aren't even being found and even being used much anymore. Facebook groups is sort of where a lot of the effort that Facebook is putting into the future of Facebook and the future of social media is going to be. So um, that that's actually really good news. I don't know if you have a group for Margarita Texas though, do you? We do, but we, we've never really used it. So we, we heard that they were, you know, becoming up and coming. So we started one, but we never really posted anything. I think it was just called Margaritas and Tequila. It wasn't even under the brand name. We never really did anything with it. Almost all of our interaction comes through the actual Margarita Texas Facebook page. Nice. Okay, great. Yeah, something just to look out for with the Facebook page. It sounds like you've done a good job with the Margarita Texas Facebook page on keeping it sort of active and engaged. You might want to look into sometime soon a group because just the algorithms are getting in the way of pages. I don't know if you've seen a significant hit, but I have and several other businesses have. I mean, even Marvel, who has like millions and millions of likes on their Facebook page. I mean, they'll get two, 3,000 views on their posts versus a group where, you know, things are happening automatically. People are having conversations. You have the opportunity to sort of recruit higher level fans to become admins and help manage the group and just cool conversations going on. And that combined with a podcast can do a great thing for helping people discover the podcast, to have conversations about the podcast. Your podcast could, for example, be posted up in a way where it actually asks questions and what people thought and you know, who else should I interview? Those kinds of interactions happen more frequently and, and they're sort of archived better within a group. So just something to, to pay attention to. But, you know, we're talking about a, a lot of things here. I, I want to ask you because, you know, you would ask questions about some of these small things on the side just to kind of make sure you're capturing everybody. But are there any other sort of bigger things coming up that you have questions about or, or big pains that you've been experiencing that you just aren't quite sure how to handle or, or what to do next for that I could help you out with? Yeah, so... I would say 
our mailing list. So we have, I think, 5,000 people on our mailing list. And obviously, those were all acquired through Margarita, Texas. So it's rather sales through our website, through other avenues, Facebook ads. But we're trying to utilize that to drive people to the podcast. So you know, obviously tequila is a big part of a margarita. So obviously there's a crossover there, but we're trying to figure out how to best use our mailing list to drive people to the podcast. I've noticed we're not getting a lot of clicks through the mailing list to the podcast. So what what we'll do is we'll tell a little bit about the podcast in the email, and then we'll put links to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And I, I noticed a lot of those links aren't necessarily getting a lot of clicks. I don't know if it's how we're placing it or if there's a better avenue or process that we could do to to drive people to that. Maybe tell a better story. I don't I don't know. Yeah, no, this is a great question. And first of all, I'm happy that you are including all the links to all the places. That's one of the biggest mistakes podcasters make when uh, it comes to their email list. They just kind of link to iTunes and that's it. And obviously there's Android users and people who prefer and they're subscribed to Spotify. So that, that that's good. That's step number one. Step number two, it's more difficult to get people from an email to listen to a podcast because you have to think about sort of what's happening here. They're in their email sort of getting information from all these different people and they come across your post. They click the number one, they have to be sort of uh, captured by the subject line. Then they have to read the post or the, read the email. Then they have to be inclined to click. And then that opens an app, which then opens up the player and then they hit play and then and then they kind of go from there. And it's a lot of work. There's a lot of friction there. And if you're not even getting clicks, it might be you know a little bit of the lead-in and how well you are selling that particular episode. Maybe some copywriting skills can sort of enter their way in there to get more clicks um, and have it sort of be a no-brainer. And just consciously doing that, I mean, I noticed that on my team when we said, hey, let's write better content to get people to click on our links. It just happened as opposed to just sort of automating it and just sort of writing nonchalant and, and hoping for the best. So that's number one. But number two, what percentage of your email list would you suspect or guess is already subscribed to the podcast? Oh, man, I don't, I, I'm not even sure how I would track that. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't know uh, either. And, and that's one of the hard things about podcasting. It's, it's hard to track these kinds of things. But the reason I ask is because perhaps a lot of them have already been receiving the podcast on, uh, you know, in, in their in their subscription, which would then not give them any reason to click, for example. So I, I would I would recommend to just continue to do it. I wouldn't stop doing it for sure. But also at the same time, you know, I think the best way to promote a podcast is to go outside of your existing audience. And if you could, for example, get on other podcasts, that would be the best way to go because people who are listening to a podcast are already on the podcasting app. It's very simple for them to go and find another show. And if you get an endorsement from somebody, well, then it'll go a very long way to growing your podcast base. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I'll start looking at that type too. Uh, but yeah, with the mailing list thing, it is a concern that people don't click, but we do get some clicks. So I feel, you know, even if it's, let's say 10 clicks, that's better than zero clicks, right? Definitely. And if you consider, you know, a certain percentage are opening and a certain percentage of them are interested and a certain percentage of them are clicking, I mean, that's not terrible. And, you know, those that one click could lead into, you know, a subscription, which could lead into, you know, just a share. And, you know, it's worth doing it for sure is, is what I'm saying. Okay, that's good. What are some other challenges? I mean, tell me about this this festival. I'm I'm curious to know kind of how that turned out, and 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 uh, is that something you plan on doing more of? And is that something that you're going to sort of incorporate into the tequila podcast and sort of promote there once it comes around again? 
Yeah, so we we did it for two years in a row. This was back in, I think, 2014 and 2015. It was huge. It was very stressful. I know you're recently doing an event, so you probably can feel that pain. I'm feeling it right now, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it took an entire year to plan this, and we we had some partners with it. One of our partners, she had already thrown some events, so that helped out a lot. Uh, We had another guy who had a lot of... uh, contacts in the tequila industry. So that helped a lot. We did it for two years in a row and then we kind of split off our own separate ways. Our life just kind of changed a little bit with what we were doing and just all the work it took. But we are talking about kind of redoing it maybe a little bit differently and bringing it back into town. So we were doing it outside of Houston. So, you know, there's some travel, there's some complications with that. So we're talking about kind of maybe bringing it back into Houston where, you know, our big core customer base is, but we're not doing it right now. We may do it in the future. And yes, and with the podcast, and this is the one thing that has come out of the podcast that has been the most positive, I've generated so many contacts alone in it. It's just incredible. If I would have done the podcast before the festivals, I think the festivals would have turned out better because I had those contacts. That's awesome, man. Like that's one of the big benefits of podcasting is 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 for those contacts. And even if you don't have a ton of listeners, it could be worth your time because you get to meet these people, you get to talk to them, you get to learn about them, and you get to develop relationships with them. One thing that I think every podcaster should do, and maybe this is, I don't know if you've already done this, Brent, but just making a list of like who in the space that you wish you could reach out to, who would be a sort of dream guest and just you know start reaching out to them. I've had so many of my students make their dream list and then actually be able to connect with them and some even becoming friends with them and they're just blown away and, and they're like, I don't even care if people listen to my podcast anymore. It's already been, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I completely uh, agree. Yeah, I, I, have, I have a list because there's a lot of celebrities that endorse tequila brands. I've already started reaching out to them, but if I could just grab one of them, I think it'd be incredible, like for my own personal self to talk to them. And then also for the podcast, I think it would take it in a different direction. Here's what you need to do. You need to reach out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson because he is coming out yes, with a tequila very soon. Yep. And just be like, dude, I'd love to help promote your new tequila on my show. I'll buy a few bottles, give them away to my, my listeners. Let's make it happen. I mean, he's a beast and he he he, he might potentially do that. He loves people and he, he loves creators. Definitely reach out. And anybody listening to this, if you want to connect, if you know Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you want to connect Brent and his podcast to him, that would be a killer story. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> hey, you, can go to, you can go to marketedtexas.com on our contact form and just send over that information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he, he might ask you to like do a workout though with him, which, which oh, I can, could kill I'll do you it. though. So maybe, I don't know. I'll, I'll do it. It's, it's worth it. it. It would be worth, worth it. <laughs> Anyway, that just reminds me because Shalene Johnson, who's a good friend of mine, she was going to do an interview for me for my book, Will It Fly, in 2016. And she said, I'll do it if you do a workout with me. We did a triple workout that day and it killed me, but it was totally worth it. Yeah. So and I think at the beginning we were talking about, I just did a trip to Mexico too. And so I, we interviewed somebody on the podcast and they let me go be part of the tequila making process. And part of it was jumping in. There's a tahona that crushes all the agave to make all the juices. They let me go in the pit with a rake. And I was going at it hardcore for five minutes because these guys do it for six hours long. All day, yeah. Yeah, so I just did it for five minutes and I was just dripping in sweat. But I went full force because I just wanted to see what they felt like, you know. So it, it was just worth it for that five minutes to see what they go through. You know, that's their daily job. Yeah. Please tell me you filmed that. I did. You I did. do have okay, a video cool. of it, yes. Awesome. Well, we'll link to all those things in the show notes. And cool. So what are the big takeaways from from today for you? Yeah, I think I'm just going to try to work better to link everything back to the main brand. 
Um, like I said, the Instagram has nothing. Ex- I think it has our website linking back. So I'm going to make sure everything's tied back together. I think what you said about the mailing list and kind of looking at the copy and maybe trying to see what, figure out what percentage of our mailing list is actually on the podcast. Yeah, a quick survey could could go a long way. Hey, have you listened to the podcast yet? If not, click here kind of thing. Yeah, just, I mean, just basically tying everything back to the main brand because ultimately I think that's my goal, you know, is just to get customers to market to Texas where we're actually selling product. I love it. And just make sure that you consider all the entry points that people have and what their experiences are like. So if a person listens to your tequila podcast, for example, like really put yourself in their shoes and their ears to go, okay, well, at what point do I finally hear about this main brand, which is my whole purpose here? It might be something that you might might want to move things up or get a little bit more aggressive with. It's up to you and your comfort level, but just definitely pay attention to the experience that anybody has uh, at every entry point and, and that'll help you uh, go a long way. Yeah, I appreciate it. Cool, man. Thanks, Brent. Good stuff. Great chatting with you. I look forward to connecting with you in the future. We'll kind of check in with you a little bit later and, and see how things are going. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. It's helped. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Brent. And just again, what a cool story and, and how amazing things that, that things happen. I mean, from posting recipes online to, you know, stomping on juices for tequila and, and who knows, maybe there's a there's a there's a Dwayne the Rock Johnson connection that'll happen as a result too, which Man, I would love to interview him too. That would be amazing. And I'll definitely buy his tequila. I don't drink tequila, but I'll buy it if, if that means he's going to come on the show. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening in. And Brett, thanks for coming on and sharing. And, and hopefully this has been helpful to you and everybody else. For everybody listening, if you want to get coached just like Brent did today and have a conversation with me, all you have to do is go to askpat.com and you can uh, just hit that little button there that says fill out the application and I might reach back out to you and we'll get you on the show. Also, thank you to everybody who has left a review for the show. That means so much to me. And, you know, just the fact that uh, you not only listen, but you want to comment and help others who come across the show to realize that this is something worth their time. That just means so much to me. So thank you so much. And once again, since this is the last episode here in August, it's been an amazing run here with super fans. I just want to thank you so much for all the great feedback, all the reviews on Amazon and everybody who has ordered it and has gotten their hands on it and who has already read it and has shared their thoughts on it. It's just, wow, it's been over a year coming and, and just very thankful for your support with that. And, and if you haven't gotten it yet, you can check out Superfans on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, wherever you get books. Just looking forward to, to hearing more success stories coming out of that book and changing the way people do business. And, and I, I love that. And just, man, it wakes me up every day and it just gets me excited. And I'm just so thankful to be a part of uh, this and, and, and for you to be a part of Team Flynn. So anyway, enough of me talking, more of you taking action. Cheers, take care, and Team Flynn for the win. Peace.